three, two, one, and we are back again on a wonderful early March of 2023 with another brand new episode, recording live, Codecast, episode season two, Furious Competitors. Dear friend, Nicole Scott, owner, TV voice, <laughs> and the face of NMS Law. Nicole, how are you on this wonderful Thursday afternoon? Hey, Cody, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Excited for the opportunity. I know we've been trying to do this forever, so I'm so excited to see what we're able to create here. Um, so, Nicole and I have known each other. Nicole, what's it been? At least probably six yep, years? Yep, I would say about that. So, it's so crazy. It's just like how crazy our lives have changed in those past six years of like now. Um, Nicole has created this awesome <coughs> practice that we'll get a little bit more into as we keep talking about it. Um, it's just so cool to like watch her growth because when I was kind of starting my business, Nicole was starting hers, and so we've got to grow together. It's been really fun to watch each other's success. Um, but Nicole, before all the big TV shows, which you can find for TV clips, I'm sure online, if you look for them, um, before the office, the notoriety, the stature that you've built up, we all start somewhere. Like Nicole, can you share us? Okay, the story of Nicole Scott. As a small kid, did you ever think? you'd see yourself as an attorney or did you find your way into this world of law? Um, I did. I always knew that I wanted to be an attorney. Um, I had a very interesting upbringing. So I was raised by a lot of my family members, like my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, primarily I live with her. Um, but my maternal grandmother and my aunt as well were also a major part in my upbringing. Both my aunts, both my um, maternal aunt and paternal aunt. So I had a lot of family like involved in my upbringing. Um, my parents were both on drugs. My father is a Jamaican native and was deported when I was one. And so um, my mom didn't get clean and sober until I was about six. And so then I had a strenuous custody battle between my mom and my paternal grandmother who I was primarily living with. And so you know, being de dealing with that, I knew that I wanted to be an attorney because I was an I was appointed an attorney to help me, and I was appointed quite a few, but one in particular, she was very um, open and honest with me. She looked younger. She was like short and skinny and little, like petite, um, but she was like a little firecracker, and she was very much like open and honest with me. And I was able to be honest and open with her because of the. Uh, way she exhibited herself and so I knew from then I was like I want to be an attorney I want to be like her um and so that's kind of been my goal ever since I was like eight okay this is pretty cool I think you might be the first person we ever had on that knew what they were going to be super young and then just rode the path all the way out please tell us that you're still friends with that attorney <laughs> it's so funny no so um one of my best friends we talk about it all the time that I need to find her um because I've been looking, but I don't know her last name. I just know her first name. And so it's gonna require me probably to get into my court file, which I've been trying to do. Um, but it, that was in the 90s. So <laughs> Got it. we're trying to figure it out, but I'm gonna find her. I am going to find her one day and I'm going to thank her. That is so cool. Okay, can you make us promise? If you find her and you guys have a great connection, can we bring you guys both on for like a oh, live yeah. episode? Code kiss. Dope. Yes, like special edition. Um, okay, so. Go through there. Um, Nicole, tell us where you're from originally. Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford, Connecticut. Wonderful Northeast Coast. Um, how did you, tell us how you found your way into Chicago. So, I 
knew that wherever I went to law school is was going to be where I needed to practice law. Um, and so I looked to see like which places I knew I wanted to be in a big city. So I knew New York wasn't it because, you know, Hartford is two hours away from New York and I don't necessarily care for like the fast life of New York. And I knew I didn't want to go all the way to LA. So I was like, oh, Chicago seems like a, a cool middle ground. So I applied to school here and I got accepted into John Marshall at the time. It was called John Marshall. Um, and smooth settling from there. Fair enough. And then, so we then start the, and then Nicole, when I met you, I remember the first time you were working at another law firm. I was. At the point in time. And yeah. we see so many people in the world of law and just other businesses where they work for another business and they, they say, one day, I'm going to start my own practice, or one day, or one day, or I'll just be here for another 35 years, and then eventually <laughs> I'll be a partner, right? And the carrots in front of them over and over and over again. Can you share with us the moment that you decided, you know what, the per the conditions are never going to be perfect, I'm just going to do it now. Like, what, Did you ever have a big genesis point, or you just seem like the person where like, okay, I say go, and we just go? So, you know, God has a funny way of making you do it he needs you to do and he wants you to do it so I always knew that I was going to be going on my own I just didn't know when and at the time I was trying to plan my exit out of the firm so I was like okay well I'm going to probably need to do some contract work so I'm going to start talking to attorneys and asking them like hey if I leave out on my own will you be able to give me some work for X amount of hours for X amount of dollars so I kind of started mapping it out and then I got let go so me and my friend, we were let go um, abruptly, and I had just had my daughter, my oldest daughter at the time. So shout out Journey. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I gotta figure this out um, very quickly. So made a shake, and everything kind of worked out. A lot of the clients that I was working for at the firm came with me. Um, some of them found me, like <laughs> literally, no was like, hey, yeah. Um, like I don't know you left and I need <laughs> I need help and I don't know where you went so things kind of just started so I came I started off on a good footing um, and then organically things kind of just That's took awesome. off from there so Do, Nicole one thing I always appreciate about you is that I feel like things that people would get normally really scared at or really nervous about to you it's like it is what it is where, where does it come from have you always thought that where like where do you have you ever sat there and thought, like, why do I think this way? Or, like, why are things that normally to normal people seem such a big deal to you? Just, like, that is what it is. Um, I, I'm always, like, I live in, like, a state of stress, like, all the time. And so, and so for me, is that, it's not that, and uh, people tell me that all the time. They're like, oh, you seem like you just kind of, it looks like you just handle things very well. No. I just know how, I have to get it done, right? If I don't mm. do it. And unfortunately, I think it's a part of my upbringing, right? Like some of the trauma that I face, I think it, you know, it's kind of like a survival thing. So yeah. it's like, I can't fail. So if, you know, I don't get it done, it's not going to get done. And so no is not an answer for me. Like I got to, I got to make a shape. I would, have you ever heard the, the saying where folks talk about, like you can either be the victim or the victor. Or it's like, yeah. because this happened, I couldn't do this. But then there's other folks like you that say, even though this happened, I still did this. Yeah. 
can you just speak because it's hard for people that haven't done that to really understand it yeah, can you speak sure. to the competitive advantage that this gives you over just general society walking in the world I think it does I think it, it when I look at especially like this generation and even like you know our kids now that you know they don't have gratefully they don't have the struggles that we had right like Journey won't be able to say you know my mom wasn't there my dad wasn't there or whatever like she has her parents she you know in jail they both have their parents they understand you know they won't be able to say that they didn't have food in the house or that they didn't have toilet paper or you know they don't have those type of struggles and so I think there's victory right in the struggle I think it helps you it really equips you and gives you the tools necessary in order to to maneuver yourself right and I think that's the thing that a lot of people a lot of children now and a lot of people in the generation now they don't have gratefully they don't have the struggles but unfortunately because they don't have the struggles yeah they don't know what it's like to have to really work to Can, get to where they are does it make you a little bit nervous for general society oh yeah for sure I'm definitely nervous even for my own kids I'm nervous right like I'm, I'm nervous that I don't want them to struggle but I'm nervous that they're going to be entitled right I think there's a lot of entitlement going on and you know we had to figure it out. Like we had to, to make a way. We have to make a way. But for them, things a lot of things are given to them. There's so much information and there's so many things out mm. there and they just have access to so many things which you would think is is a positive. But I think the people who have had to struggle the most and have overcome their struggle, they're the most resilient. How do you so I guess you kinda of have the cool the foresight and the hindsight too. So like right. I've been there. So I you can't I'm not telling you about it. I've been about it. Right. How do you do that as a mom and like because like how do you like that's, that's gotta be such a hard puzzle to fit how do you go about that it is hard it is hard i try to um you know i rec i think the benefit that i have is that i go to counseling and counseling is a part of my every week you know kind of regimen it's a part of my self-care so i'm aware of the things that I've been through, I'm aware of how I've gotten through those things, and I'm aware of how it shapes me as a person. And so I try to, you know, and I'm still a work in progress. Like I'm still trying to balance being a mom of two now. Like it's hard, and like, you know, doing it a lot on my own and running a farm and, you know, just trying to be there for everything and everybody. It's a lot. So I try to balance all of that out. Um, and as a mom, like I want my children to be able to be free in themselves but I also want them to be aware of their privilege right like I want them to be aware that you know there's things that you have or you experience that there's still people in the world that are not able to experience these things and so I keep reminding you know journey of that especially because she's older so I tell her about you know just be grateful for the things that you have and understand that you are able to do things as privilege and it's not a right that you go to Dunkin Donuts every week it's not a right that you can go to the store and pick out your clothes and pick out your shoes there's people who can't do that so just constantly reminding reminding her making her watch movies of you know different things and shows and documentaries of different things so that she can understand like the world around her and keep yeah. her, you know fully aware of everything I think that's kind of how you balance it it What's the saying where it's like you always want your kids to be able to have the understanding you do without having to go through the experience you had yes, to go through? Yes, and that's yes. really hard though because once again it's like you talk about like even like fighting right like you can you can fight all you want and spar or you can like 
practice on a bag you want, but until you get punched in the face, exactly. it's yeah, a whole... Yeah, it's a whole I, different ballgame, for sure. I like that analogy, too. I, it walk, <laughs> like, Nicole, walk me through... Okay, so I'm almost like thinking four steps ahead of myself here. Ma, I want to give this credit. So, Mama 2, running the practice at the same point in time. So, you sleep, like, what, one, two, three hours a night? I don't sleep. Okay, you know, <laughs> just skip it all together. That's a life hacker. If it's like, oh, I don't have enough time to stop sleeping. Um, do you ever find that, like, when you live in extremes, you find, like, the little pieces of time and how efficient you can be with it where it's like, I only have 10 minutes of my time, so, like, I have to be able to do X, Y, and Z. Yes, I know that, especially now. And it's funny, I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, you know, when I had one kid, it was, okay, cool. And then you get two, and it's like, oh, shoot, like, I'm definitely living <laughs> above my means, like, as far as my time, right? So, yeah. one kid, it's like, okay, you get a system, you get it going, and then you add two, and it's like, oh, shoot, like, what was that? <laughs> totally. So, so, time matters, for sure. Like, every little second, it, it, it matters. I, because she's your daughter, and you had, like, the vision so far ahead, is Journey the eventual junior associate of the firm, or she already picked out what she wants to do? I don't know. I think that's what concerns me too, because I just I always ask her, I'm like, yeah, what do you want to do? She's like, I don't know. First, she wanted to be a doctor, and then she's like, I don't like. She doesn't like to look at blood, so that's not gonna work. Might not be best. Yeah, that yeah. might not be it, right? And I was like, well, maybe she'll be like a nurse because she's so caring and you know very like attentive to people. And then I'm like, oh, then she said she wants to be a lawyer, and I was like, okay, she has the attitude and she has the negotiation skills and all of that of a lawyer so if she became a lawyer I wouldn't be surprised but she's so just like you know lacks a day school so I don't know what the girl is going to do but fair. she can have the firm if she wants it fair at that point like, just remember who the founding partner is that, right <laughs> speaking on the practice right so we've got NMS law going we got some pieces moving there what is the drive? So, like, why we start a business and why we continue to move forward with a business sometimes are two totally different things. Has that changed for you? The reason why you started and the reason why you keep going, has, or has it remained the same? It has remained the same, I would say. I think it's remained the same. I think the, the central goal is to provide, you know, service, be an outlet for people, like, show, you know, with the empathy that I have for them. Because unfortunately, I can relate to my clients in more ways than one you know, from start to finish. So, you know, using that in order to kind of channel into that and provide them the best service and a efficient service, right? Um, especially as a minority woman, I, I realized that it's harder for us to get quality clients and for us to, for people to trust our word and for people to trust our product of work and things like that. And so being able to show people that yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know how to do this. This is second nature to me, and I really care about my job while offering them affordable, you know, services. Is something that like, I pride myself on. It's so crazy. It's like anyone ever sent over to Cole or asked her for questions, always be like she knows what she's talking about. Like I always jokingly say, and this is a hundred percent true. Anytime I ever connect somebody to like any of the people I know that run a great business or service. If they do a bad job, I'm going to hear about it. If they do a good job, though, I normally don't hear anything about it, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. But it's like anytime I ever had someone talking to Nicole, I'll get a call saying, like, she's awesome. It's like, whoa. So, like, that just speaks to the outcome of, like, what you've been able to create. And the fact, too, I think that's such a cool thing. Where it's like, 
I've been there, so I know what you are. And, like, people typically in family law situations, it's never, like, fun where it's like, hey, we're going to see Nicole because it's a great day. But it's the fact, like, do you... I guess my question then would be, how do you balance between being the attorney and then also being someone's, like... I don't want to say therapist, but for lack of ignorance, therapist at the same time. How do you balance that portion out of it? It's not ignorance, because that's exactly what a family law attorney is. A family law attorney is a friend. Sometimes I have to be a mother, right? And, like, scold clients, <laughs> right? Like, it just, it's all of it in one. You're a therapist. I've talked people literally off the ledge from trying to kill themselves. Like, it's a whole thing, right? Because you're dealing with people's emotions. Like, it's not just the bare bones law. It's the law, how to apply it, and then having to be the logical brain and the logical mind in a very, very, very emotional, dysfunctional situation. So there's no balance. Like you have to, I know going into a situation that I have to, to be all of those things, right? So, do, yeah. Is that something, do you feel is it like a responsibility or do you have something you find joy in being a beam of hope for people? Depending on the situation, I find joy in it. Um, there's, there's cases that I've won that I'm just like, it'll bring me to tears. Like, yes, we did this. Like, it's been a long road. Like, I know how you feel. We did this. Um, but I think it's a responsibility at this point. Like, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, How fulfilling is that to you, you know, like, at this age? We're, you know, I can think about, like, we're so deep in this, but we're only scratching the surface. Know, right? <laughs> how cool is it, though, for you, where you found your calling so early on in life and other people are out there struggling, like, I still don't know what I want to do in their 40s or 50s? I'm grateful. I am, there's people who I know that went through similar things as me that are nowhere near where I am in life. And so even though I stress and I struggle, just like the next person, I am internally grateful that I have been afforded the opportunities um, that I have, which is what keeps me going. Mm. Have you ever heard the saying, Nicole, uh, it is, life didn't happen to me, it happened for me. Yeah. That's, I think people all the time like will come like, I'm the victim of something. It's like, but hold on. Instead of the awful situations, like we might not be able to realize something now, but we takes way later on down the road where it's like, well, how can you find a light in this? And it's like, you might not be able to right now. Yeah. But there's something down the road at some point we look back on, it's like, wait, okay. And even if, even if you're like, this wasn't as bad as that. Yeah. So in one way, shape, or form, it molded us for the better. Right. Totally in that regard. Right. We're in family law. We're doing this practice. I'm just always curious to know. I hesit- It's when I first saw you. I was like, I can't ask her now. We got to get it live. What's the next thing you're excited about for the practice? Like, <laughs> Um... So I want to, I really want to grow, right? Like we're going into our fifth year this year. Um, last year was a kind of an outlier because I was pregnant and tired and things like that. But I really want to get back on track with the goal of like expanding. I want, you know, it's time. It's time for me to get, you know, a couple of attorneys working for me and um, working at the firm. And I want to, you know, build out, you know, a cohort where, I have a building of solos. A lot of people want to do solo work, right? Be by themselves. And so, but they don't have the support, right? So I want to be able to provide the support for a small and solo practitioner, just like we were a big law firm, right? So we'll be under one building, you know, we still are able to have our, you know, autonomy of having our own firms, but we have the support in-house to to help us, you know, provide better services to people. So that's what I'm kind of have my eyes on right now. 
I always think it's super cool because of how many clients and people I talk to that work in big law. And they're like, I'm in a meat grinder right now. Like, I am truly a number inside of a massive system. And I think it's so cool that you mentioned and shared this vision around, like, yes, you're solo, but if you need to lean on somebody, or like, I need help. Yeah. You have somebody who's there as a friend. It's like, Nicole, this, it, it makes me smile on the inside because it's like, that's such a Nicole thing where it's like, it's, it's the bigger picture, but it's helping others along the same point in time. And it's like the track record just shows it and shows it and shows it. Like, I sure hope, you know, Nicole, one day when you and I are both like in the ground, like your tombstone says like, Nicole Scott, definitely help people out. <laughs> and so, um, and I feel like you're one of these people that does so many cool things that we, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. But Nicole, I feel like you do so many things like helping people out and charitable things and like other like organizations you're a part of. Can you share with us some of the things that you've found to be the most fun and that you've done in like a charitable setting or just other things that you know you do in your free time out of this, the goodness of your heart? It's um, a good question. I think one of the, well, not necessarily fun, but one of the things that I enjoy doing was with my um, a couple of my colleagues, um, Kendra Spearman, Crystal, um, and Henderson Banks, we uh, created a like a little nonprofit, um, Chicago um, Lawyers Collective, and we went out and we helped uh, pay for and helped with the funeral of a young girl who passed away. She got killed uh, by a stray bullet. She was dancing in her living room, and a bullet came in and killed her. And she wanted to be an attorney. Um, and so we helped with that. Um, and so that was something that I really, that really was near and dear to me. Um, I also helped with a organization called Hustle Mommies. Okay. Um, which is about kind of helping mothers, um, especially mothers uh, who have been, either have people in their families who are children or, you know, been victims of themselves of gun violence and stuff, try to, to help them and give them resources and things like that. So um, that's led by my friend Ariel DeRainey. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, so. That's awesome. And it it's, speaks to the testament too of just trying to help folks out. Um, it's like a reoccurring thing, Nicole. Like everything you can, it's, what's the one thing you enjoy doing for yourself? Like I feel like so much of your life is like centered around helping other folks, being there for them and being an encouraging light. Like, What's the fun thing you do you enjoy doing in your free time? Watching reality TV. Okay. <laughs> and travel. Well, I used to travel a lot, but uh, at least getting some type of travel in. I won't say a lot, but some type of travel in. With two kids, it's probably a whole puzzle piece for trying to fit together at all points and times. Yes. Um, Nicole, I guess in thought of our favorite questions we've always gotten on the podcast. First one being, all right, I'll actually leave it up to you to guide the podcast. Okay. You want to do the fun one or the business side one? We can do fun. All right, fun one. Mm -hmm. Worst piece of business advice you have ever gotten in your entire life? <laughs> Worst piece of business advice? I don't know. Um... I feel like because I don't take much business advice from people, so I kind of watch what people do, um, and then kind of learn from that. 
So I don't know. I don't have a direct answer for that one. It's almost like another answer in and of itself, where it's like, watch how other people screw it up and yeah, just don't do that. Yeah, just don't do that. Right. <laughs> it's always funny the people that have the strongest advice, the ones that fall the hardest on their face because of the advice that mm-hmm. they give. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Nicole, just because you've got this dream story of like, hey, just relentless pursuit of making it happen for yourself. To we actually have some younger listeners out there that are seven, eight nine years old right now that have big dreams what would be your advice to them coming in your shoes now that you've done a good part of the journey like you've quote unquote like fingers like made it what's the one piece of advice that you wish you would have gotten as a young kid that we could give to the generation of younger kids that are listening to this right now life is a journey and so try to appreciate the journey right because it goes by really fast I remember being five years old and going to kindergarten now I have a five-year-old, so life mm. happens fast. Um, just kind of appreciate the journey. Sometimes it may be difficult, right? But really, sit in it, like relish in the in the moments. Do you ever find yourself like going back and thinking about those moments, just like things that happen in life? Like, what is another thing you can pick apart from that? Yeah, I do. Um, partially because my therapist makes me mm. do it all the time, but <laughs> moreover because I really. To be honest, I really think I had a good childhood. Like, I, I, I miss being a child a lot. Like, I enjoy, like, I can go back and, like, smile at memories of childhood. There's, a, there's things that, you know, happened to me that weren't so pleasant, but a lot of the things I remember are, are pretty positive. So. Were you always able to do that? And, like, to look back in a child and, like, smile, like, hey, I had a really good childhood. Like, have you always, with your mentality, just being like, hey, I'm going to make it happen, been able to do that? Or did it change as life progressed that you look back and, like, hey, I had a great childhood? I think as life progressed, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, going back, there's times in my childhood that I couldn't wait to get out of certain situations and get out, you know, get out and be on my own. But when I go back to, like, five and six and, you know, seven-year-old, eight-year-old me, like, you know, some good stuff. Awesome. That's awesome. We'll do another episode we'll have to do is, um, so crazy journey's five, right? I it's, know. It's, uh, She'll be six next week. We'll, uh, we'll have to do an episode one time through, like, a small little segment. I got my little nephew that I love the little guy to pieces. He's five. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see, like, we'll try to ask them for content, how they feel about things, because they always have the most wildest I answers. I was going to say, like, it would probably be really good, like, Journey was talking to my therapist, and she was having a whole conversation. He was trying to figure out, like, he was asking her different questions, like, you know, is your mom happy? Like, what happens when your mom's happy? What happens when your mom is sad? And she was just able to kind of have a real-life conversation with him. I was like, these are little humans, like, for real. And it's funny, because their curiosity, like, they don't have a filter because they just don't have one, so they're just going to grip it and let it rip it. And sometimes, like, (laughs) like, he... I'm sorry, he didn't mean to say that, but he's kind of right. But, like, like, hey, like... Cool it. Uh, so, no, Nicole, this has been so much fun. I honestly am so grateful for the fact that, like, out of Mama 2 running a practice, we could steal you for at least a call on the show, provide some light, hope, um, and encouragement. Folks, as we always say, no one's special here. We're all those normal people that decide, like, hey, we're going to make it happen or not. And Thanks. put yourself through the stress now versus waiting on later on. Like, life's going to be stressful either way. It's just your paradigm of how I view it. Um, okay. Nicole, thank you so much again. It's been another episode of CodeCast, and as we say always, to the next us, being the best us. Thanks, folks.